Welcome to the Intentional Mind Podcast. I'm your host, Ange Barnard, and this week we're talking about being intentional with your time. Gaining control back of your time versus feeling like you're just really busy, but you're not being super intentional about what you're doing. There's a big difference between being intentional with your time and being busy. Two different things. Because I can remember seasons in my life where I was so busy and time was flying by so fast, but I didn't really feel like I was really being intentional about how I was showing up. I was just trying to keep all the balls up in the air, right? Juggling them all. And I felt like life was going by so fast. And if someone was like, are you enjoying your life? I'd be like, "Mm, I'm just trying to get by, right? And that's not how I want to live my life. And since I've been doing this work where I've been focusing on being more intentional with my energy and therefore my time, deciding where my time is going to go versus just giving it to whoever or whatever thing pops up, you know, since I've been doing that, I have really truly been able to enjoy my life so much more. There's less mind chatter and worry about finishing certain things. I'm more present. When I work, I work. When I play, I play. When I relax, I relax. And it's all because I've been focusing on being intentional with my time. So I realize that so many people need help with this, which is why I created a new course called Intentionally Plan Your Week. And it helps you go through the steps of planning your week in a way that isn't overwhelming because a lot of times you can just feel like there's so much going on or you just don't sit down and actually look ahead at the next week and you're just going through the motions, just trying to get by. You know that versus being intentional where I developed this process that I really feel covers all the things, thinks about your life as a whole, and then step by step takes you through it. So that's coming out. I will share with you when that's available for you to get coming soon. Um, With that said, I want to go back to an old podcast episode that I shared Um, I was running in Florida and just when I was there for the weekend visiting and it was sunny out. I'm just running around ducks in the pond or whatever it was. And I was like, you know, I really want to focus on, again, being more intentional with my time because we were talking about this in our Commit to Your Vision program that's running right now. It's part of the program is that you really hone in and, and learn strategies to be more intentional with your time. Um, so it's fresh in the mind. So I was listening to an old podcast episode about tips from people who are very intentional with their time and have done things that are very admirable, like what are they doing with their time and what are their hacks and all that stuff. And I listened to it. It was my old episode. And I was like, oh, these tips are so good. And I had to like refresh my own mind around all the things. So that got me thinking that maybe you need that refresher too. And this episode was episode 44. So it was a long time ago. We are currently on episode 140. So it's been quite a long time since most people have probably heard this episode. Um, So it's time to go back and really think about those tips from people that are intentional with their time and also happy, like joyfully productive. So we're going to get those tips. What I'm going to do is just straight up play the episode as it was 
And you'll notice that the same time I was also running Commit to Your Vision and we were on that lesson of being intentional with your time and your energy and planning our week and all that good stuff. And side note, we are running Commit to Your Vision again, hopefully in May. That's our goal. Once this round is done, we're going to be amping up some things, doing some changes here and there, just always working on trying to make it better. Um, And you're going to be able to hear from people that have been a part of the program in the past if you're curious about doing this program with us. And I know, shout out to all my Commit to Your Vision queens. I'm trying to go with this queen vibe thing. It feels so good. Someone commented the other day about uh, the shirt I was wearing and it had like the shoulder kind of like puffed up shoulders and like my diamond, you'll probably see it, my diamond uh, collar area. And they're like, dang, you looking fancy today. And I was like, queen vibes, queen vibes over here. Okay, so that's why I'm calling the CTYV people queens because let's just show up with queen vibes because queens don't freak out when craziness is happening around them. They're intentional. They're intentional about how they show up. They have that calm presence, even when other people are freaking out, right? And they proudly wear their crown. So often I have told my clients, put the crown on your own head. Don't wait for someone else to crown you to say, oh, now you're worthy of going after that thing. You put the crown on your own head. You claim who you want to be and you live your life like that. You act as if. Call yourself that title. Even if you don't even have that title yet, start acting like that person. That's what I'm talking about, queen vibes. Okay, with that said, let's move on to hearing about how to gain back control of your time versus being at the effect of life and those secrets of happy, productive people. All right, playing back that episode, here we go. Do you feel like you're busy but not getting the things you wanna get done done? Like you could manage your time better, but you're not really sure how to go about it? If so, this is the episode for you. Hey, I'm Angela Barnard, and this is the Intentional Mind Podcast. We are all about helping you intentionally design your life. And in order for you to intentionally design your life, you need to be intentional with your time. And the reason I I wanna bring this up and talk about this is because it's fresh in my mind because currently, in my program, Commit to Your Vision, one of my coaching programs, we're talking about how to be more intentional with our time and there's a process that I teach. But I wanted to dive deeper into learning other people's wisdom around what they're doing to be more intentional with their time. People that all of us would probably admire, people that are like doing big things in the world, successful to most people. I'm talking about entrepreneurs, billionaires, Olympic athletes, straight A students, all y'all that are really productive and doing things that make you proud, that other people also seem to admire as well. What the heck are you doing? How are you managing your time? So I started studying this and I recently was doing my laundry. And when I'm doing like household tasks, I love to listen to something motivational or something I can learn from because I'm doing these activities that don't require a lot of my brain power. And I think it's a good use of my time. So like clean, when I'm cleaning, when I'm, you know, making food, stuff like that. I'm listening to something. So I'm doing the laundry and I'm listening to this YouTube video around time management 
and it was called This is How Successful People Use Their Time. And the creator said that he got this wisdom that he was sharing this video from seven billionaires, 13 Olympic athletes, 29 straight A students, and over 239 entrepreneurs, and that they gave their time management tips. So I wanted to share them with you because I found them to be amazing. So I think you will too. So I got 15 of them written down, but I think one of them is my tip. So I'll tell you that one at the end. So let's get started with that. Okay. So tip number one. Actually, let me back this up real quick. I'm going to share a quote with you because I love my quotes. And this one comes from a book that I've been obsessed with lately. It's called Who Not How, The Formula to Achieve Bigger Goals Through Accelerating Teamwork by Dan Sullivan and Dr. Benjamin Hardy. may have heard me talk about this already because I've just been talking about it because I love this book. It's really changed my perspective. But one of the things in the book it says is before you can master any freedoms, you must first become a master of your own time. And a lot of us are trying to do these awesome things in the world, but we're not even looking at how we're mastering our own time. We're trying to be a master of other things, but we're not even a master of our own time. You know what I mean? So that quote really hit me. And just really acknowledging that time is one of the most precious gifts that you've been given. Because once it's gone, it's gone. Like you don't get it back. But money, like when money is gone, we can make money back. We can get that back. I don't know why, but I've heard that recently. And I was like, it's really changed my perspective because I think sometimes I'm all like super obsessed with like how I spend my money and holding on to my money and my stupid scarcity stuff kicks in and things like that. But when I realized this this thought, this belief that you can always get money back, you can always make more of it, right? There's an abundance of it out there. It can come back into your hands. Like I love believing that. It feels good to believe that. But the thing with time though, like time, we have a set amount of time that we're here on earth and none of us know exactly how long that's going to be at you know, in this particular body, but it's, it goes away every day. And it's just changed my mindset around like how I'm using my time. Like I truly want to be more intentional with it because it's fleeting. It's gone. It's going to leave us. Right. So one of the top tips, um, from that YouTube video that I listened to around the wisdom that we got from the billionaires, the, the Olympic athletes, the straight A students, the entrepreneurs, all of them said that they believe that Every minute counts, right? Every minute counts. There are 14 or there's 1,440 minutes in a day. And all of them said they, they even threw this number out. There's 1,440 minutes a day. I didn't even know there's 1,440 minutes in a day. I never really thought about that. But they think about that. So that's an evidence of the beliefs that they have that serve them. They pay attention to each minute of the day or they, they value each minute of the day. So they're intentional with how they use their minutes of the day. So they said things like this, in one minute, you can get a lot done. You can do something meaningful to you. You can meditate, you can do breath work, you can hug somebody that you love, you can do a plank, you can do some squats, you can do a lot with just one minute. So the first tip is that you believe every minute counts. You adopt that mentality. Every single minute counts. And then the second tip is to identify your most important task and do them first. I'm sure you've heard this, but we don't always 
approach life this way. But Dan Airelli, am I saying his name right? I don't know. But this guy who was a professor at Duke University or is a professor of psychology and behavioral economics said, generally people are the most productive during the first two hours in the morning after becoming fully awake. He says, wake up, smell the coffee and get right to work. That should be your new mantra to start the day because these first two hours of your day are very important. I've heard multiple time management experts, people that are just have a, a life that we all would admire. They are very intentional about the morning time. So that tip is to identify your most important tasks and do them first before life can get in the way, like many people say. And the third tip is to work from a calendar, not a to-do list. Not one millionaire mentioned a to-do list as a top tip, but all mentioned their calendar. Studies have shown 41% of items on a to-do list don't ever get done. They don't get done. If you wanna get something done, you need to decide when and where and give it a spot on the calendar. When you decide in your mind when and where you're gonna do something, it's like priming the brain, it's prepping the brain to get that done. It's telling your brain, I'm serious about this, I wanna get this done, versus leaving it on a to-do list and never deciding when and where, and never prioritizing time to get that thing done. I'm not a fan of to-do lists. I do what's called thought downloads, and I get all my ideas out of my mind, which I'm gonna tell you about in another tip. But the things I wanna get done, I make sure they get a spot on my calendar. I decide when and where I'm gonna be doing that thing. Okay, so that tip was work from a calendar, not a to-do list. And the fourth tip is to not let notifications steal your energy. People that are good with their time, they don't allow notifications to steal their, their energy, or I said energy, but I meant attention. But you know, it all, it all relates. Um, they're intentional about when they use their email, when they use social media, and they don't open something unless they plan to respond to it. They're intentional about when they're open these kinds of things, and they get dedicate a specific chunk of time to working on that. They do it with intentionality. We're not over here saying email's bad, social media is bad. No, we're saying that it's not a good idea for you to use those things unintentionally. It's not a good idea for you to let other people steal your time, your attention, and your energy without you being intentional about it. Like that's not a good idea. It's not a good idea to let other people design your life in a sense. But you know, all those marketers out there, all of them people, they want to steal your attention, your time, and your energy. They want you to live your life based on what, and buy the things and invest your time in the things that they want. But you gotta be the person that's designing your life, not letting other people design it. All right, so the fifth tip for you is to use the 80-20 rule. You probably heard this, but the 80-20 rule, also known as the Pareto Principle, states that 80% of our outcomes comes from 20% of our inputs for any given event. In business, a goal of the 80-20 rule is to identify inputs that are the most productive and make them a priority, make them a priority. So what are the things that you do in your life that really matter, that, that have more weight to them, that lead to maybe more income for you or, 
whatever that is. It's, it's the thing that allows you to be the most productive. What are those things? Identify what those are and spend more of your focus on those things, right? Because it's usually just 20% of our inputs. But so we gotta shift things around and figure out what those 20% of our inputs are that lead to the 80% of our results. Okay, and then the sixth tip is to delegate tasks that don't get you excited or are not the best use of your energy. Use your energy wisely. So there might be things that you're doing that you don't like to do, but you could totally find someone else to do that, to help you with that. Or maybe they love to do the thing. So I've been thinking about this a lot with my own business around there's certain tasks that I don't wanna do, but there's other people out there, like that's their jam. That's what they do and they love it. And I'm all about now thinking, I'm like, how can I find you people so I can honor your gifts, so I can focus on the things that I love, so that I can use my energy in the most wise way and my time, you know? Um, so basically from the book, Who Not How, that I've been ranting and raving and loving, um, it basically states that you need to find the who's that can help you achieve your dreams. It's not all up to you. Find the people that are excited and gifted about the things that you don't want to do and have them do it. You can also find the mentors that you need. Um, you can seek free, absolutely free wisdom in the areas that you need it, you know, to grow, like from YouTube, from other courses. There's a lot of free stuff out there from books. Like one of the companies that I've been working with are organizations, js101.org. We, the, it's a group of us that teach classes on there to help people find and do work that they love. And it's all free classes and they're amazing. There's so many amazing resources on there. And um, that's an opportunity people can take advantage of if they want to switch jobs. Um, you can look on when I'm teaching a class on there. I like to teach one on energy and mindset. Um, but anyways, there's so many free resources out there. So really, though, going back to the tip here is that you need to delegate tasks that don't get you excited or not the best use of your energy. And I do believe this relates to seeking, finding the who's, but sometimes the who's aren't always people that are necessarily going to do a task for you. The who's can be people that need, give you wisdom that you need. So that's another way of looking at it. And then the seventh tip is to batch work with similar themes. You've probably heard people who you admire talk about how they do batching. I hear this all the time. Like they set specific days to do specific things. And I do this too. So this helps it me so I'm not feeling like I'm all over the place. Um, I, I know exactly when I'm going to be doing something. So there's no chatter in my mind about it. I'll give you an example. Okay. So back in the day, um, I remember that I used to just feel like overwhelmed all the time because there's so much stuff going on and I would be like trying to work on something and I'd be like, oh crap, I need to, I need to go get groceries. Oh, I need to do the laundry. I'm like, this other stuff would pop in my mind. But when I started picking set days to do specific household things, all that chatter went away because even when it would show up like, oh, you should be doing laundry. I'm like, no, this is the day that I do laundry. Thursday is the day that I do laundry. Monday is the day that I um, do my meal planning. Tuesday is the day that I clean the house, right? So it reduces the chatter in my brain and helps me focus. The same thing with like my business. I, I set specific days that I'm working on my podcasts or that I'm doing podcast interviews 
or that I'm writing, you know? And this reduces chatter, it reduces the stealing of my attention. It just is an effective way to manage your time and your brain likes it. The brain doesn't like it when you're all over the place. It feels overwhelming. But if it knows a set time that you're doing something, it's gonna serve you. So batching, that's the tip there. Batch work with similar themes. It could be like, this is the chunk of time I cleaned the house. This, you know, stuff like that. You guys get where I'm going with this. All right. And then the eighth tip is to plan for work days, buffer days to catch up on tasks, and even free days. I really loved this because I realized for me, I don't have a day that is a buffer day planned in my calendar, a day where I can catch up on stuff. And this, just thinking about this brings me so much peace. Like the fact that I could pick a day where if I feel like I didn't get the things I wanted to get done during the week, like I got time set up for me to just work on those, anything to catch up on. That feels good to me to know that. So I'm going to do that one. And then the other thing is to um, even plan your free days, days that you're going to rest. So Olympic athletes talk a lot about how essential it is to have rest and recharge days so they're more productive, they're efficient, they're stronger. They really value that time, that rest time. So think about that for you, like scheduling, putting in the calendar when you're going to rest, when you're just going to chill. I recommend that. I believe that anything that you truly value and is important to you, it should have a spot in your calendar, whatever that is. And if and you should be intentional with your time to the point that if you want to watch Netflix and chill, cool, put in your calendar. That's my belief, because then it's you're being intentional about it versus like not being intentional and like coming home and then all of a sudden before you know it, it's like it's like 11 p.m. You came home from work, you ate, it's 11 p.m. and you've been watching like this show on Netflix. But if someone asked you like, do you really want to live your life like that? Like, do you want to be the person that spends most of your time watching Netflix all night and not really doing anything that you feel like is meaningful to you? You'd probably be like, no. But some of us find ourselves in these positions that we, we truly don't want to live our life like that. We just happen to be because we're not being intentional about it. You know, we're reacting to life and it stole our attention. So we zoomed in and started focusing on that. And the world will constantly be doing that to you, trying to steal your attention. So either you design the life that you want or somebody else will design the life that you want. You decide. Oh, I always say that. All right, so um, the other thing to note with this whole tip around plan for work days, buffer days to catch up on tasks and even free days is that with the whole free days concept is like as humans, we're not wired to constantly be doing stuff. Like think about it as like hunter gatherer days. Like we're meant to like sprint to go get, you know, our food. We sprint and then we rest and then we do a lot of walking in between and movement, right? But sprint and rest concept. So when I read this, I was like, wow, like we are meant to rest too. So that again should have a spot in the calendar. Okay, the ninth um, tip for you is to apply the touch everything once policy. If you can do something in less than five minutes, just do it. You might have heard someone say, if you can do it in less than two minutes, just do it. But truly, if you can do something in a few minutes, just do the thing and get it over with instead of letting it add up because every little bit counts. And there's so many things that we could keep up with. Like if every morning I like, do a clean cleaning of the house. Like I have a set day where I clean the house. I do a deeper cleaning on Tuesdays. Tidy Tuesday is my day. But like every morning though, I have the habit where I just, you know, put the dishes away. I wipe things down. And it's just a way for me to keep up so that my house is, never gets to a point that it's overwhelming and annoying to me to clean. 
you know? And of course I live in a very small house, so that doesn't always feel that way. But I could see where it would get overwhelming when things start getting caked with dirt, when you feel like you really have to mop a ladder. You know what I mean? It just adds up. So every little bit counts. The same thing with like, if I have a few minutes and I could put something away, I'm gonna do that because I don't want it to add up and annoy me later on in the future. So an example of this is apply the touch and everything once policy is kind of like, let's say you go get the mail and you know how a lot of people will have a big pile of mail, like where they, they're meaning to put it away and sort it later. It just keeps adding up and now it's become this annoying task. Well, you could get the mail and then as you're walking back, you could open it, read it and toss it because that would take you less than five minutes versus letting it add up. Um, and then another thing might be like, just putting things away when you see it. I know I gave that example. Or when you decide to open an email, you're gonna to touch it once. You open it and then you respond to it and you're done versus opening and then having to go back to it and then it becomes overwhelming. So the next tip for you is to invest in yourself first thing in the morning. This is the number one productivity tip that billionaires gave. They invest in themselves first thing in the morning and they believe that that causes them to be productive and basically feel the way that they wanna feel, you know? Like they shift their energy in the morning and from there, everything flows. And I've noticed it with me when I don't do my, my morning time of taking care of my own mental health and my body and writing and all of that, I'm really off for the day. I'm not as productive. So um, morning routines matter so much. Invest in yourself first thing in the morning. Start off on the right foot, as some would say, and everything would flow from there. Okay, and then the 11th tip is to design your life from where you want to be, not from where you are now. I think I threw this tip in there. But basically, let the ideal you decide what time that you're gonna get up. Not the old you, like who might wanna sleep in. Think, always be thinking like this. What would the person you want to be, like be doing? How would they show up in life? Always keep this in your mind. Um, this will make you the, me the most productive person that you can be because a lot of times when I'm asking people to or helping them design a morning routine that works for them, they're always like, well, this is what I do now. This is what I do now. And although it's helpful for you to look so you can see where your time is going, I care more about the person that you want to be, what she would be doing, what he would be doing in the morning. Design your life from where you want to be, not from where you are right now. Okay, so always be thinking about that. And then the 12th tip for you is to know your enemy and train to beat the enemy, right? That's what people do when like, let's talk about boxers, like they're studying how that person boxes so that they know their weaknesses so that they can plan, you know, to target that weakness and beat that person or whatever. Um, so here's an example. Let, let's say that if you know that you are more likely to hit the snooze button, like that's the thing that you do every morning that sabotages your ability to get up and get out of bed and start the day fresh, then what do you do? You know that that's a weakness of yours. So you're going to train to beat it. So a way that you can do that is by simply moving your phone in farther away so that it forces you to get up and wake up to go turn it off, Right. Another example is if you know that you tend to be someone that scrolls on your phone constantly in the wee hours of the night and that affects your sleep and you getting up in the next morning and all that, then what do you do? You can put your phone in another room. If you know that you're more likely to eat a bunch of cookies if they're in your presence, then you move them out of your presence. Like there's so many other examples of this, but basically whatever habit you want to have, 
you prime yourself to have it. You put it in front of your face. Whatever it is you don't want to have, you move it out of your sight, so out of sight, out of mind, right? You make it unfamiliar. Whatever you want to have it you want to have, you make it familiar and you keep practicing it over and over. So you want to know your enemy and train to beat it, okay? And then the 13th tip is to carry a notebook and write your ideas in it. Every productive person that was surveyed in this thing that I'm talking about, um, they all carried a notebook and wrote their ideas in it. So David Allen, who wrote Getting Things Done, said, our minds do best processing info, right? But not holding on to it. So you need to do regular, what I call thought downloads and get the stuff out of your mind that's weighing you down, where you can just write out things like, um, you know, all the things that you need to get done, um, anything else that's in your mind, just write it all out, get it out, look at it, and then decide what to do with it. So this is why carrying a notebook can be helpful because if you have some ideas, you can just get it out of your head and write it down. So it's kind of like, I think about it as like you have a computer, instead of storing all that information on there because it's gonna start to slow the computer down, you get a hard drive. You get something else to store that information. Like in this case, it would be the notebook. I carry a notebook with me everywhere. I love my notebook. Okay, and then the 14th thing is tip for you is to pick a day to plan. Plan to plan. Like so many of us don't have a set day where we plan out what we're doing, right? We don't even invest in planning. Um, And athletes, as you know, spend a lot more time planning to play the game than actually playing the game. And when I say planning, practicing. Practicing to play the game than actually playing the game. So think about that in our own lives. Like we need to invest in time practicing to play the game, planning to play the game of our lives, right? So we can be more intentional about it. I spend a lot of my time planning, um, but it makes me more efficient with the time that I'm actually working. But I do want to say something. Some of y'all are spending too much time just like thinking about doing stuff, writing the plans out and not actually doing the thing. So you do need to be aware of that where you feel like you're sabotaging. That's a whole nother thing because you're afraid to do, th- like there's deeper stuff involved. So you know what I'm talking about, if that's you, where you actually need to take action. This is why not only do you need to plan, but it needs to go in the calendar and you need to, to think about when and where you're gonna do it and you need to do it, actually do the thing. And what's gonna help you, this is my 15th last tip for you, is to get an accountability partner. So one of my favorite things, it's funny because I'm actually on a session right now called it's from focusmate.com. Focusmate.com, if you're not familiar with it, best thing here. So what it does is a site you can go on, it pairs you with somebody that can help you stay accountable to doing whatever it is you're gonna do. It's your focus mate, right? And you log in, you tell them what it is that you're gonna work on, they tell you, and then you start working. And you have a 50-minute session, the chimes go off at the end, then you get back, the camera's on the entire time. So you unmute yourself and you say, hey, you tell them how you did, they tell you how they did, and you move on. But this accountability has made me so much more productive. Like I'm recording this episode right now and getting it out there because I have an accountability partner that's holding me accountable, right? So it's important, I think, that all of us get that because a lot because we as tribal social beings, we really do well when we're in the company of others. When we tell someone we're going to do something, we're more likely to do it. Um, when they're counting on us because you have that 
session scheduled, you know, all of that, you're more likely to show up. A lot of us will show up more for someone else than our own selves. Research shows that over and over. You're more likely to do something if you tell someone else you are, if you put it in the calendar, if you commit. So I recommend that. All right, so those are the 15 things. And one more thing that I wanna give you a tip that is sometimes uncomfortable to do, but y'all really need to do it. And that is doing a time log. Like first off, seeing where your time is going. You have 168 hours in the week, 168. That's a lot of hours. Let's really think about this because a lot of people will say, well, like, I'm so busy. I can't, you know, I don't have time for anything else. And it's like, I work 40 hours a week and then I have my family and then I have this, but you have 168 hours. So if you worked 40 hours in a week, right? What does that bring you down to? 128 hours. And let's say that you slept eight hours a night. So 128 minus eight times seven, which is 56, is gonna get us to 72 hours. You have 72 hours left. You could totally even just get another full-time job in there, right? You could almost get two full-time jobs in there. But so I imagine that you wanna use this time to spend with your family, do fun stuff, but you still have so many hours left. Because I hear so often from people, they'll be like, yeah, I just didn't get time to work on that goal because you know I'm busy, I work a lot and all this. And it's like, so you couldn't spend an hour to work on what? But you, you probably have at least 72 hours and you couldn't find one of them to, to work on the thing. You couldn't find five minutes to do what? organize something like if you we just got to call ourselves out for this because let's be real like if like there's a TED talk about from Laura Vandekam who is well known for helping people around managing their time and she's big about having people do their time log and the time log what that does is like you record how you're spending your time Every, like you can do hour segments, half hour segments, 15 minute segments, and you do this for like a week, let's say. Like you can do it, you can even do it for two. And just take a look at where your time is going. And it'll shock you because you'll be like, wow, I have a lot more time than I think and I'm spending a lot more time on things that I don't really want to spend time with. Like Like I'm not being intentional about it. So anyways, in her, she has a TED Talk. And in her TED Talk, she shares this story that, one of her clients, I think, had their water heater or something like that. It broke. And on her time log, she said that it took seven hours of her time, this breaking of the water heater. Water was everywhere. The contractors or whatever had to come in. And she was someone, if you asked her before, do you have additional seven hours to do X, Y, Z? She'd be like, no, I don't have time for that. Like, do you have an hour to run more or Do you have a couple hours to mentor someone? She's like, no, I'm so busy. I don't have time for that. But somehow she found seven hours when she needed to. So if something is important to you, you're going to find the time to do it. So basically, in a nutshell, first, um, analyze where your time is going and then start applying these principles. And if there's one thing you should take away from this episode, it's to first notice where your time is going. Then you can start to apply all these other principles that we talked about. But first, you need to get some awareness around like, where is your time going? I think this will really help you. Um, I'm going to attach in the show notes a link where you can get an Excel document that you can just start looking at where your time is going and logging it so you can get a time log for yourself. But you can also make your own. But I recommend that you at least do like half hour segments to see where your time is going and do it for at least a week. And then this will give you some awareness because 
You need this awareness. It all starts with awareness because when you see how you're spending your time, I know that you're going to be like, this is not how I want to spend my time. You're going to want to be more intentional and that why will make it strong enough for you to want to change something. So that's why I recommend that you do this. My clients do it. I'm going to be doing it soon here. Again, um, the other last takeaway I want you to have is that just to start getting those thoughts out of your mind. Don't let them stay in there. Do some journaling. Do the thought downloads and then look at it and then put it in the calendar. At the very least, stop with putting stuff all over a to-do list and then never doing the thing. Do the thought downloads. Get the stuff out of your brain. I don't care how silly of a thing it is that's in your brain. Get it out. Circle the things that you feel like you need to focus on first. Make sure those things get in your calendar. All right? This is important. And let me give you one more tip. This is going on, but I feel like this is helpful. You know, the one thing that's really helped me is when I started picking specific days to do specific things. Like when I started doing, you know, my Tidy Tuesday, my um, meal Monday, where I do the meal planning on Monday. I have a set day to do the laundry. I have a set day that I'm writing. Set day I'm doing my podcasting stuff. Like I picked set days and that's really helped me a lot. So if you can do that with your calendar straight up, start assigning days. I got pizza Friday as a day. <laughs> we always have pizza. There's so many things that you can do to be more intentional with your time that don't need to feel like you have to get down to the nitty gritty gritty. Just get started, okay? I hope you liked this episode. If you did, let me know. Leave a review again if you haven't. I'm grateful that you're here. I hope you have an awesome day. And just you design your life from where you want to be. Start being the person that you want to be now. Forget the past. If you weren't the intentional person that was really good with it, your time, who cares? Like right now that you know what you know, you can move forward and be who you want to be. You always have the power to change your life. And one decision can change your life. All right, I'll leave you with that. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.